Welcome to the Business Report. My name is Michelle, and today I'm speaking to economist Indeleni Nangonga, no stranger to, to our audience and our listeners. And it's all about the budget expectations. As you will know, it's a day to go, and Indeleni will specifically touch on, on the expectations that she has, given that the 2024 is a, an election year. Welcome, Indeleni. Um, I'm not going to ask you much. Let us just know your expectations. And why is this year so different? What might we be seeing that that could be interesting? Well, thanks for having me, Michelle. Um, it's very important for me to obviously start with what transpired in the midterm budget because the midterm budget usually serves as a precursor for what's going to happen in the main budget, which is to be tabled tomorrow. And um, I think the minister has clearly pronounced himself in terms of the tax regimes to be expected for 2024 as well as 2025 financial year. And namely, some of those initiatives are really the reduction in the non Mining tax, um, that's by two percentage points. Also, the increase in the threshold for income tax on individuals um, from 50,000 to uh, 100,000. That's quite a great initiative, given that inflation has also gone up um, in, in the past year or two. The introduction of intensive tax incentive, I think that'd also be a great one um, to expect, particularly in the fact that uh, over the past years now, we had a skills mismatch gap between employers and the incoming labor force. So that, in my view, would help bridge that particular gap. And really, um, from an overall, uh, you know, forecast or plan in terms of the tax uh, regime in 2024 and 2025, one can see the efforts that the um, minister is putting in place to just boost business as well as economic activities, uh, given uh, the economic challenges that we have faced over the past uh, two to three years. Well, in terms of my expectations on the debt levels, of course, because that's an elephant in the room and it remains so, I think uh, debt levels remains on an upward trajectory. Um, of course, the growth, I'm expecting the growth thereof to be somewhat contained. The problem with the escalation of debt really is the rapid increase in the debt servicing costs. And that is continuously eroding funds that are needed for socioeconomic transformation. And some of these things are, you know, your railway infrastructure, your climate resilient innovations, as well as pro projects and other projects that are in the pipeline could be expedited if uh, one can contain your debt servicing costs. So in terms of debt, I'm really still expecting an upward trajectory, but of course the growth thereof will be somewhat contained. And although one uh, would look at things to say, maybe uh, it's about time we move away from debt financing, I think it's something that is almost impossible. However, I think I applaud the integration of equity investments through the PPPs and also what we have currently seen uh, being done in terms of the drive to attract foreign investment in order to expedite, of course, the processes of industrialization. That is something that one can really applaud um, the current um, minister in, in the work that is being put in place. In addition to that, I think it would be unfair for me not to touch on uh, the expenditure expectations. Um, on the expenditure front, 
we could really possibly see an overspending in the budget that is now the last year's budget. But I think that will mostly be resulted from the unforeseen and unavoidable emergency that pertains to the passing of our late president. However, with re- with regards to the elections and preparations for the upcoming elections, the minister did highlight in the midterm budget that Provisions have been made for the upcoming elections, but the question is whether or not they will stick to the provisions that are being made. And if they do not stick to those provisions, um, it will be at the mercy of the developmental budget, as we have always seen. I think from me and from my perspective, the worry is not so much on the low developmental budget or allocation at, uh, at, you know, at budget tabling. For me, it's more about, you know, the the continuous delay in execution for the developmental projects. And we have seen that now over the years where the execution of developmental projects is never 100 percent. And that always leads to a reallocation of fundings from the developmental budget to the operational budget. I think once we can actually tighten and expedite developmental projects, we'll see much more results in our economy than actually increasing the current low budget, despite the fact that we do not execute it in full. Um, Um, So overall, I'm really expecting a positive budget uh, this year. I'm expecting a pro-growth budget and a more inclusive budget. Thanks, Linda Levy. I'm going to ask you just two quick questions. The one is, what is the current split on government between local and foreign borrowing? So about um, over 60% is still local borrowing, local borrowing. And then the, the, the remainder of that uh, is foreign borrowing, which I think, again, also kind of minimizes the risk in terms of debt servicing costs that that is needed by our, our foreign uh, debt holders. But we have also seen that over the year now, um, at least uh, since last year, we have seen an increase in um, your money market rates, your, your uh, treasury bill rates, as well as your bond rates, which again just escalates in your debt servicing cost. Yeah. In the Lenny, final one from me is hot of the press, um, the fact that Namibia has now been grey-listed. So you've mentioned the increase in, in equity investments and the boost to, to, to foreign direct investment. What what will this grey-listing mean for Namibia? I think it will just mean that we would have to put in more effort, of course, to still make sure um, that we still get the foreign investments that we we anticipate or that we want. Um, one of the things that I can really applaud our country before the grey listing even is is the fact that we have already started the preparations. Uh, the preparations in terms of you know the the initiation of the investment promotion board, you know the effective or at least seem to be effective collections by NAMRA, and also the drive towards really uh, having um, industrialization zones and, and tapping into growth avenues within the domestic economy. I think that puts us a step ahead to possibly still be able to receive foreign investments. Of course, those are still things that needs to be ironed out from that perspective, but I think we are on a great uh, path in, in retaining uh, some and also maybe the um, future foreign investments. 
Thank you, Indalini. I'm definitely going to ask you to, to, to be my guest again soon after the, um, the budget announcement. Let us delve maybe a bit deeper into those developmental aspirations. But thank you very much for speaking to me and we'll chat soon. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for having me.